Welcome to Canuck of the Dead for tonight's episode. Um, I got to meet this lovely lady in the fall of 2019 when I got to watch her crazy slasher filled movie, puppet filled movie, uh, Puppet Killer. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Lisa. Lisa, how are you doing? So good. Uh, and that intro video is so great. There's so many quality Canadian horrors. I was like, yeah, right? I could just watch that. <laughs> but there's only one missing in there. And that is Puppet Killer. Ooh, right? Fuzzy killer in there. <laughs> exactly. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to just play the trailer to get everybody up to speed so they know exactly what we're talking about. Okay? Let's do it. Here it is. Hey, you guys, I think I heard Jesse scream. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. <sighs> My mom died. Yes. Did a puppet murder her? No. Are you all ready? Oh, hell yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Got all the weed we're gonna need. I'm just really looking forward to going to chill for a few days. Is anyone getting reception? And what if something happens out here? Like what, dude? Like we're all gonna die? I need to be really honest with you guys. My papa killed my stepmom when I was seven, right in this cabin. Oh. Oh. How did that just fall over on its own? Seven? That totally never fucking happened. Right? <laughs> Holy fuck! Fucking puppet's alive, man. You've just been smoking too much weed. Which one of you guys put Simon in my room? Don't look at me, bro. I think something really, really bad happened. You're being fucking psycho. Oh, what is the deal with this puppet? A little Muppet Show reject. It's probably some kind of epic in-joke they have going on. Amy? Hello? Me? Killer puppet? Curtis? <laughs> you got a fucking double tap! <laughs> oh, it's like the back slipped and I'm back! Shit! Ah, man, I don't want to be doing this one! Shit, man! Heather, you gotta open the door right now! <laughs> I think we've had enough of Simon for a while. Dude, what's up? I just had this bad feeling, but it's... it's nothing. Are you serious right now? Mm. You know when anybody says they've got a bad feeling about this, they all fucking die. Oh, that's true. Never say that, right? Never. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while. Is it bad that I really like it? <laughs> oh, that is so much. I, I got to ask, there's so much insanity that goes on in that film. How did you pick yeah. out what you would put on in, into the trailer? Actually, it was really hard because you don't want to be those assholes that put all the good moments in the trailer. And then you go, you know, it's always happened where you laugh at the trailer and you go in and you're like, hey, those were it. Um, but we didn't want to misrepresent what the film was either. Uh, and and we really debated, like, do we put the puppet in? Do we not? So, yeah, that was a struggle. But I'm really happy with what we ended up with. 
That is crazy. So I got to ask, where did this kernel come from? This story to decide to have a puppet killer. Uh, I'm so sorry to say it just came from my brain. I'm really fucking weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I was producing a whole bunch of other people's stuff and, and I was acting a lot and I was putting a lot of my energy into other things. And I just happened to be the casting director on a horror film. So kind of like immersed in that world of like, like, really aggressive auditions so these poor women murdered every day and then I was also producing a musical with puppets and I mean let's be honest the movie was great it did really well but that's not my jam necessarily and I remember one day just saying like if if I was making my own movie what would I do and whatever reason my brain was like yeah, kill people with a puppet uh <laughs> And then I very quickly was like, what if there was a killer obsessed with 1980s horror? And I called Lee Majub, who plays Curtis in the movie and is the voice of Simon. And I was expecting for him to like kind of shoot the idea down. And he loves horror too. And he's like, it's fucking great. And then the next thing you knew, everyone was like in. And I was like, oh my God, we're making the weirdest movie. <laughs> But it's beautiful because it's got all the tropes too. It's got a bunch yeah. of friends going to party in a cabin, you know. But that's where it kind of turns really quick. <laughs> well, and and as a strong feminist who still loves horror and loves, I wouldn't change any of the past and the tropes that we have and the way things go. I also thought, like, what if we flip the tropes? Like, you know, the only people that stumble and fall are my men. And we never show boobies, even though boobies are great. And, um, you know, my dumb blonde is a guy. And I just was like, we can still have so much fun. Um, but sort of modernize it and and do more of a love letter to it. That's perfect. Now, was there any challenge though? Because you filmed in the winter too, didn't you? There were so many challenges. <laughs> oh my god! I think the better question is like, was there a day you didn't cry? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the, so the this the film looks stunning. It's there's snow and blood against snow is just gorgeous, but it wasn't supposed to snow. And this whole film takes place over 48 hours and we had shot six days before it snowed and established that there was no snow. And that was a scary day. Um, that sucked. So then we've actually had to CG in snow and like, yeah, no, it was so challenging. Everything about this film was challenging, but bless every actor and crew member that was like, yep, do it and all my leads were on big tv shows so we had to shoot in their inside outside dates over christmas so they gave up their christmas break for a low 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 budget movie um and had to everyone had to drive an hour and a half each way to set and then film in the fucking cold it, yeah it was it was a labor of love that's a, such an understatement it was so much more than a labor of love but i think that's why one of the reasons it's so good is because everyone's fucking loving it, you know? I, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I See, that's impressive because I didn't realize that there's CG snow in that film at all. Oh, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> there's so much shit. Like, crew removals and windows and wires that we had to drop. I was really adamant that we did it as much practical as possible. That's mainly my thing. If anyone knows me or follows me, I'm just a huge fan uh, and, and supporter of practical effects. And I just really wanted this to be done as practical as possible. But even so, like every once in a while, you had to fix some stuff and then yes, yeah, snow and the whole, oh my word. <laughs> it was a journey. Well, 
I don't think we're giving anything away by saying the puppet is the killer because literally it is the title. So what well, kind of <laughs> here's the fun thing is that there is like a 50-50 split with whether or not it is our lead who has lost his mind or it's the killer. So I'm still enjoying that ride when people don't quite know. Exactly. Yeah, and that's how puppy killer and the puppets on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was the next thing I wanted to talk about, like the poster. Who designed this? Oh, God, not me. No, I don't like no. that poster at all. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, no. I mean, eh, I don't know. I mean, my, my actors are really good looking, successful actors. And like, I mean, Alec looks good, but poor Richard and Lee. I mean, uh, yeah, no, that was my distributor. And Simon and, uh, didn't even get a face. I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that poster will be changing uh, for sure. <laughs> the original poster we had, um, I'm sure it's somewhere. Yeah, I've got it beside me. Was the poster uh, very a la Friday the 13th with him, Simon silhouetted, holding a knife in one hand and uh, his mask in the other in the woods. Um, I've literally got a poster of it on my wall, but I won't walk you around my house to see it. Oh, wait a minute. I do remember this poster. Bear with me. I'm going to bring it up. Oh, nice. But yeah, I remember that one because that was the one that I saw when when I got to see the yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. I And I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the other posters. Yeah. I see. I love that poster. That one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but I mean, he's so cute and you can see his little snaggle tooth and stuff. Um, and I mean, you know, no shade uh, on the distributor who made those choices. That's the beauty of, you know, having other people make choices and, you know, you don't always agree with them. So maybe the other post is great, but I really like that one. <laughs> that's, that's the weird thing about distribution. My buddy Ryan Andrews and I talk about it all the time. And even my friend uh, John Miori here, he released a couple films and the distributors got a hold of it. And they came out with this amazing picture. The, the movie is called Poltergeist, Poltergeist Exorcism. And oh, it's got this scary woman crawling on a wall. And it's like, John, I don't remember that in the film. He goes, it's not. <laughs> it's like, it's nothing to do with the film. Amazing. Amazing. So. Uh, no, and they did they did some mock-up. It's funny too because I I I I try not to be a micromanager because no one wins when you are, but I also did so much for this film. And I and I was really the the I did every I mean I didn't do everything. Obviously, you need a village to make a film, but I just because it was so low budget, I was just so involved in so many aspects that it became my child. And so I kind of expressed that when we sold the film and it was like, you know, I'd really rather you not. I made sure they wouldn't edit it any differently. And, and poster-wise, they were like, oh, yeah, we'll involve you. And then they sent me all these mock-ups. And some were just so great. And I gave them my list, like, from one to worse. And that was my least favorite. And that was the one they picked. I'm like, you didn't fucking involve me. That was such <laughs> a token offer. Like, it's this one. Let's go with this. That's right. Yeah, I was like, I, and Lisa wasn't even on it. And I'm like, I'm a, there's a Lisa's in the film more than the other two guys. I'm a woman who's so all about strong female representation and they showed me a mock-up without a woman on the poster and I was like, do you really don't think I'm going to fight at least for... So I fought to at least get a woman on the poster and then that was it. That's where I lost. So I was like, it yeah. looks like, Well, you got one. Yeah. Yeah, two, three guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Let's like, stick with this yeah. one. Yeah, I love it. I really do love that one. And again, maybe that's just me being wrong because I, 
I designed it. What do I know? I've never designed a poster. Don't ever ask me to design another one. That was a fluke. I think that it worked as well as it did. But it was, again, because I love, like, I just, I love old movies. And, and I just dove in knowing, okay, well, what what's the nod we're going to do for the poster? And then I found an old Friday the 13th VHS. And uh, I was like, there you go. Just the silhouette and the trees. And there she That's be. all you need. That, that sums up the movie right there. Yeah, <laughs> it, right? You know what movie you're getting. I mean, you kind of know what movie you're getting with the other one too, but I think at least this one, maybe you're like, maybe it's good. I think if you look at the other poster, you're like, nah, I'm fucking good. But <laughs> even I don't want to see that movie. I mean, maybe I would see it if it was like a 20 minute short, but I don't know. If it, it looks like a short poster. Yeah, you're 100% right. This is a feature film. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of a it's Drew Struzan kind of poster feel to it. That looked, yeah. <sighs> See, yeah. but it's that's the thing too. When it's your baby, you really look after it, you know, as much as you yeah. can. As much as, yeah, exactly. And 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 that was kind of the point of this film. That's why I dug in so hard with the practical effects. Like literally on set, I had producers yelling at me, holding green or blue screens, and like, you're not going to get it. And I was like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it, and we'll shave otherwise because that's the point of this film is that this puppet is interacting with them in real time. And, and I wanted it to really feel that way. And, uh, and so, yeah, I really dug in and fought on this one. Cause I was like, never again, am I going to have a film where I get to be this creatively involved? So even if it fails, I wanted it fail or succeed. I really wanted it to be on my mark. And, uh, I was really lucky that it didn't fail. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Well, one of the big things too, when you come into these slasher type films are the kills. How did you decide how and when each person was going to, you know? Uh, well, uh, you met Kevin Mosley, my amazing writer. Um, so I came up with the concept and, and, and obviously created it. But then I, I hired a significantly more talented person than me to, to polish it. And he was just as involved in that as I was. There's a, there's a Halloween kill that I don't want to give away because visually it's like the greatest thing in the world. Um, but that was him. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Uh, so yeah, it was a little back and forth. And then when we got the location, there was a hot tub and I was like, well, we're right to death. And I, I mean, in a perfect world, I would have turned the temperature up Halloween two style and like literally, you know, pulled someone's skin off kind of situation, but I, I didn't have the budget. So we went the best we could. We dropped, we dropped uh, for that death for the hot tub scene. We dropped a GoPro in a hot tub, and our actor had one take, so we didn't have time to dry their hair and do it again. <laughs> and they slayed it. So yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I I never yeah. would have guessed that was one take, not mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. So now being filming in the winter and having you know the blood and gore effects, was there ever any problem? with freezing or you know getting out there ready to shoot it and then suddenly it's a cube of ice or cube no of no because luckily we're vancouver we just don't get that cold we weren't expecting the snow it was cold it was never that cold um i think blood wise my actors who had to lay on the ground would say something different so <laughs> Um, you know, Lima Jube, who's just an amazing human, his character passes and, uh, he's on the, he's on the ground and a lot of other things happen. And so we, you know, we talked about, okay, well, you know what? Fuck it. Your character grabs his jacket as he's running out the door and he puts it on as fast as he can. So at least you've got that layer. And we tried to like, you know, 
put tiny little ferny blankets underneath him and all of those things. And, you know, because we don't have a lot of money. We didn't have money to be removing shit. Um, <laughs> we were adding snow with any money we had left over. Um, so that was, that was more of it. And everyone was such a trooper. Like Ryan Nicholson, who heartbreak, um, unfortunately, has since passed, but who was our main visual effect, or pardon me, um, practical effects guy. He was literally on the ground pumping blood following people as they're dying on the ground just out of frame like we were all in our knees as much as possible so super lucky it blood looks so fucking good on the snow like i couldn't have asked for that i just didn't <laughs> that's crazy that it would show up like that like you said it does accent it like some of those some of those kills would not be the same without the snow 100 percent hundred percent. And, and, and that was all of us just going like, okay, well that worked out. And there's a beautiful, intimate, one of the only moments in the show where we slow our pace down and it's two guys just really bonding brothers. And we do a slow dolly push in and there's just light snow falling the whole time. And that would have cost so much money to get <laughs> fake snow in. And it was the one day that we had actual snow falling. Like it could just, we really lucked out on some moments that now we're like, oh yeah, no, absolutely. Ooh, look at that great movie. <laughs> Sometimes nature has the best production value, right? <laughs> yeah. But we also fucked up too. Like we would kill people and then, cause you're shooting out of order and then all of a sudden you've got blood stains on the snow, but it can't be there yet. And you're like, fuck. So poor PA <laughs> were shoveling snow and moving snow and bringing snow. And, and we had to CG out blood stains in the snow too. <laughs> There's a lot more CGI in this film than I, I oh, anticipated. Yeah. yeah, none of none of the things that you would think, but then like there's like there was a shot where I have no idea how none of us caught it, but like the whole crew was in the window, like everyone just like like you can see flags, <laughs> you can see the boom, and we were like, oh fuck, mm. <laughs> that can't. <laughs> I think there's still a face somewhere that we couldn't remove and like just didn't say anything and it somehow kept passing QC and we were like, oh yeah, no, no, there's nothing else. That's good. Let's go. <laughs> well, if it gets past that, then it's going to get past anybody, right? Right. I know. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then we can always be like, oh, well, it was paying homage to the 80s. Like we meant to. <laughs> There is one boom in there we meant to. There's a fucking full boom shot. Yeah. But that, that was a creative choice. Like that, that we were like, yeah, we're keeping that fucker. Um, I got to be honest. I didn't catch it. <laughs> I did not catch it. <laughs> people either see it or do, I would say very few people see it. But when they see it, they're like, and like, obviously every time technically you try and pass a QC report, like if you're going to go theatrical or wherever. And they always were like, we know the things that are coming back. And we're like, creative choice. Thank you very much. <laughs> Believe it or not. 100 percent we're leaving the boom in for a reason and they're like okay <laughs> <laughs> so far we've got away with it so now with that one was that your first feature that you directed yeah that was wasn't it yeah because you've yeah. done shorts and a couple series uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's a very kind way of saying what my previous experience was. I had done like a series for an online fashion magazine and I had done a comedic pilot um, that never went to air. So like nothing good. I mean, not horrible, <laughs> but the way you said it sounded like I was cooler than I am. <laughs> well, no, I'm just going by what's listed here, but yeah. you're right. You, the acting credits are like through the roof on here. 
I started as an actor. Yeah, I started as an actor. I always wanted to be a filmmaker. I actually originally wanted to be a, a cinematographer, but I just didn't have the self-confidence. Uh, I don't know if it's because it's such a male-dominated industry or I just didn't have the confidence, but I never pursued it. Uh, I did I did some part-time film school and I and, and it was like a general film class and, and I grabbed the camera. It was like literal film back in the day. Um, and that was like the closest I came was like bullying my way into being the cinematographer for that project. But then I, I, I started acting that felt easier for me to like come out as an actor as opposed to coming out as a filmmaker. Um, so I did that for a long time first. And at least you still got your toe in the pool too. Like, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and it, it all, depending on what your intentions are, it all served. Like I was there to network and to meet and to learn as much as humanly possible and, I think on my bio somewhere it says I went to Vancouver Film School, but even that's like an exaggeration. I did a few part-time courses once way back in the day, never anything practical. I really didn't know what I was doing. And so volunteering on set in any capacity or being an actor or anything, I volunteered crew all the time. It was all just so I could learn as much as possible. Like my, I've actually tried to clean up my IMDb page because there's so many jobs on it. And my managers are like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, I'm trying, like, I keep trying to delete stuff and IMDb won't, but I have done almost every job on set. <laughs> That's was my next mention too, is yeah. like, yeah, art department, camera, yeah. wardrobe, editing, <laughs> like yeah. you were everywhere. Editing? I don't think I've ever edited. Sorry, editorial department, it says. What, what, if you, you were click a it, what production is it? supervisor. Oh shit. Yeah. I was a post-production supervisor on a feature. Huh. Yeah, I was. <laughs> You're like the epitome of independent film. You did everything. Well, like I said, I couldn't afford film school or I didn't go, whatever the choice was. It was probably both. Um, and so I just wanted to learn and learn and learn and learn and network and and on you know, learn the things I wanted to do, the things I didn't want to do. And it let me, I respect a lot more, I think, other people's jobs, like art department. Fuck, they're there before you, they're there after you. Um, you know, there's very few people that work as hard as the art department actually. And, and so when I had to do those jobs or when I was learning them, it, I always kind of knew eye on the prize was something else, but it was like a humbling moment of like, you're never going to be a dick. Like you're not going to be that person. <laughs> That's yeah. People have said that to me, the more, you know, the better you are at delegating because I you understand each position. Well, and, and you can communicate like one of the things I'd like to learn more about that uh, I get a little deer in the headlights about which is just not how my brain works or and it's not something I've ever really learned is like really getting into lenses and camera and stuff like that because I can visually and creatively describe what I want and I typically work with the same DPs so they're great and they're like yeah I know exactly what you want or I'll say something and they're like that's not at all what you want like you're literally using the wrong words but visually I know what you want and then I'll look at the monitor and I'm like that's what I wanted <laughs> but um but beyond that like it's also just your ability to delegate and your ability to communicate what you want properly. So yes, you respect their, what they're doing, but I think it's just, yeah. Um, there was a gentleman named Aaron Houston who did a phenomenal Canadian film called the sunflower hour 10 plus years ago. I saw it at Vancouver film festival, Vancouver international film festival. And I, I just sort of, we used to actually look at whenever there was a film festival in town, so there wasn't a lot. I would look at screenings with the directors and the Q and A's and I would go and then I would ask a million questions and then I would literally just force them to be my friends because <laughs> I wanted to learn from them. And he said to me, if you really want to be a director, learn every job on set. And I took it to heart and I, I tried my, my best, hence my IMDb page. 
Well, it, it definitely shows. It's now, so <laughs> I'm going to ask one last question before we end up this segment, though. And I, I, I try to ask this of everybody, but it's a very common question. What is your favorite scary movie? You know, fuck, I hate that question. Only because, <laughs> like, I love all so many. And it depends on my mood. And then I'm such a horror fan. I'm like, well, what what nuanced genre? <laughs> <laughs> um, probably if I had to go, I'm like looking at all of the toys. My house is filled with <laughs> horror memorabilia. Um, it's ridiculous. I think if I had to go with the ones that changed my life, right? Like really influenced me. It'd be Sam Raimi, Evil Dead 2 original halloween or alien fight me fight me <laughs> i get it it's not horror i uh, agree with you i think it is fuck it it's i'm like the tension the stress exactly. the camera makes you feel sh like i that's what blew me away the first time i watched it the way the camera would move and the atmosphere is created and nothing was happening but you were so scared that something was going to happen that Yep. movie made me want to make film so it yeah it's 100 horror and then aliens is an action movie that's yeah james cameron was like give me the franchise <laughs> <laughs> excellent well everybody else stick around because uh i'm going to uh kind of poke a little bit and see if maybe there might be a sequel coming down the road stick around mm -hmm.